Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Les Talk podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here we are, me, Dan, and Jared. Sorry if I if I sound a little bit different. I my my voice is still recovering from the BYU Arizona game. This week on Let's Talk, we're going to be recapping a little bit of what happened in the BYU-Arizona game. We're talking about Big 12 realignment rumors that really aren't rumors now. They're kind of nope. kind of set in stone. We'll review a little bit more about week one, and we'll start talking a little bit about week two. With that said, let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this bull up. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go wild, What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk, as you heard in our intro. <clears throat> BYU played in a game. Yes, they did. <laughs> they won the game. They did not cover, unfortunately. W's a W. They did not have the overhit either. <laughs> True. Just <laughs> never a good sign. I think I had them winning by, like, 30 or something. Yeah. Um... I guess we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later when we <laughs> go through the... Do we want to do, do BYU first? We could do BYU first. We could absolutely do BYU Ooh, first. Let's jump in. All right, yeah, let's, let's go, go for it. <laughs> Fresh on our minds. All right, let's go through each of us. Just knee-jerk reactions during the game, and then after the game, what were your initial thoughts? Let's start with Justin. Knee-jerk reactions. Um, <laughs> so, as, as we said before, Jared and I, we were, we were actually in Las Vegas. We were in the stadium watching the game up in the... Third, you know, third story or whatever, but you know, <laughs> the we, mezzanine levels. Exactly, but we had a good view of the game. Um, knee-jerk reaction: We needed to play a lot better. That was not what we were hoping for. It's not what we wanted. But hey, like I said, a W is a W. Knee-jerk reaction: Our offensive line uh, got manhandled on the one-yard line for that safety. Ooh. Got absolutely manhandled. Absolutely that that defensive bad. lineman was three, four yards in the backfield. Uh, <laughs> like, he did not get tackled close to the goal line. Poor Lupini never had close. a chance. He got tackled very, very far away from the goal line. <laughs> so, knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, you got to expect. You gotta change your expectations for this team a little bit. Right away, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this team's going seven and five. That's the best. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the ceiling for this team. But, like we said, this is just a knee-jerk reaction. We'll get into how we actually feel a little bit later. For me, knee-jerk reaction was... Oh, goodness, we play Utah next week. <laughs> Streak is going to continue. BYU is going 6-6. Six and six. We're going to give up 500 yards through the air every game. Utah's going to destroy us. Jaron Hall uh, may right. make it out of week four. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, rough, very rough. I was not happy with our defensive coordinator. I was calling for his head during the game. Um, our open field tackling was atrocious. Made me want to vomit. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> and, yeah, our running game was decent, yeah. but I was sick of throwing to, and we love him, Dallin Holker, on the slants. He was getting owned all night, and yet we kept going to him over and over again, and I was very frustrated with our play calling. <clears throat> That's my new trick. Yeah, I was also disappointed in how we played. 
Um, it really, it really was closer than the score says. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they missed two field goals. Which you know, makes it a two-point game. Which yep. yeah, it would have been like twenty-one <laughs> nineteen or something game. in the fourth quarter. So I was disappointed in how we played our O line. Like I said, going into this game, I was gonna like look at how they played this week and you know see how good they're gonna be this year. <laughs> I didn't love what I saw <laughs> from them. <laughs> like Justin mentioned on the safety and we had a good enough rushing game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Tyler Algier looked really good. I think he's picked up from when he, where he left off last exactly. season. But a running back can only do so much without an adequate offensive line. And Very true. I think we're, they're not the most experienced, so they should get better as the season mm-hmm. progresses. But not the best start from them. Not at all. Yeah, not exactly what you were what you were hoping for. But after letting it stew for a little bit, after sitting on it for a couple days now, Jared, how are you feeling about how the game went? You know what? <clears throat> I actually feel like it was good for us. Okay. I think offensively, and this is just my personal opinion, talking to my uncle on the way back from the game, I think we might have been playing with one hand tied behind our back. Because right, if, if we look at our offense, we had one explosive, two explosive plays, right? The Jaren Hall scramble, which is not designed, yep. and then the Neil Powell, like, what was it, 70-yard touchdown yeah, pass? Yeah, 76-yard pass, which was designed. Yes. <laughs> and which, by the way, Jaren Hall's ball to him on that one was a straight duck. Absolute <laughs> <laughs> duck, man. That thing was wobbling all the way down the field, but hey. It got there. It got there. It got there. Just like your phone to the floor. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oops. But it looks like we, I, like, I, I feel like we only saw, like, maybe 10 or 12 plays the entire game. Like, we didn't really open up the playbook. We didn't get into a rhythm. We, like I said, we kept throwing down Hulk on slants. And after seeing Aaron Roderick and, you know, because he was our stand-in OC for Jeff Grimes during the bowl game at mm-hmm. UCF. And we saw him open up the playbook. We, yeah. There were lots of designed quarterback runs. Uh, it, there was just a lot more depth. And so I feel like we might have been playing with one hand tied behind our back. As far as defense goes, um, we were playing very soft, very conservative, which, again, could be that we're just, you know, holding our cards close. you know, Saving as our to blitz not, packages. Exactly, for Utah this week, our which is what I was... defensive line stunts. Yes, because when we did, like... It was very clear. When we'd man up and bring pressure, we'd either get home or get a pick. Yep. You know, four sacks for the first time, if you don't count last year, like, in a long time. So, I think we were playing overly conservative. Um, One, because we didn't know what we were going to get from Arizona, and two, because we wanted to go into Utah not having shown our full hand. All right, Dan, what do you think about that? Um, I think the defense... We need to play better. Like Jared was talking about the offense, I think I agree there's probably a lot that we didn't we could have done more in this game that we chose not to do in terms of, you know, trick plays or you know, just more complicated plays. But I think <clears throat> I liked what I saw from Jaron Hall overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's good dual threat. He yeah. showed what he can do with his legs and he made some good throws. It took him a little bit to settle in. Yeah, he was definitely jittery. But once he was there, he looked. I thought he looked good overall. Um, 
one thing I noticed about him is his pocket presence. Like he made a couple of big throws under a lot of pressure. Like yeah, with D line, D line or linebackers like running right at him, and he just that's stepped up true. in there and delivered some big time throws. I like that. He's not afraid of contact in the pocket, mm-hmm. which is good, but can be dangerous if he's wandering outside the pocket and gets <laughs> nailed by some safety or something. Yeah. But we did see him run out of bounds on his long run, so if he keeps doing mm-hmm. that, being smart, then I think I liked what I saw from him going forward. Yeah. It yeah. should be good. I know there were a couple times during the game where, you know, he probably could have tried to put a couple moves on guys, but he'd slide, go out of bounds, dive. So I, I really like that, that yeah. he wasn't excessive in his That's contact. Good to see. Yeah. Good to see. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I totally agree with that. After letting it stew for a couple days, I was like really looking back on what was going on and don't sound all the alarms. Not yet. The alarms aren't blaring. Maybe you can hover your, your hand near the button, <laughs> but don't sound them yet. Jaron warmed into the game. He started out one for five, and that was not very good. <laughs> Those first couple of drives were, were kind of tough to see. Very rough. He missed some guys, some Always. guys that were open, over, right. like overthrew, threw a few feet over their head. But then once he got comfortable and once he got used to the game speed, he, he played a pretty good game. Right. He was hitting guys when he needed to hit guys. That Neil Powell throw, the, you know, the, the big 76-yard touchdown, I was, I was going to say the same thing that Dan said. His pocket presence, he stayed in that pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. It was starting to collapse. He stayed in there, and he delivered a ball. Even though it was ugly, it got there. <laughs> got he there. delivered a ball to yep. Neil Powell. So I'm really excited about that. Um, like, like you were saying, Jared, the defense looked very vanilla. Our offense, yes. too. It, it, everything just looked very, very uh, vanilla. Very vanilla. And, you know, I, I do think that they were playing with one hand tied behind their back. In fact, uh, I was reading an article, and this is just some guy that's speculating, you know. He's on um, vanquishdefoe.com, you know, something that us <laughs> BYU Cougar fans are very familiar with. But he said, quote, I anticipate we saw less than 20% of the offense's total playbook versus Arizona. So we should see things being quite a bit more unpredictable, in a good way, for BYU. I do think that's true. I do I do think that, you know, we looked at Arizona as a team that we could beat without right. having to right. show Utah what we were going to do next week. It was difficult for our defense. Man, my voice is still coming back. It's just it's cracking and everything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, with their defense, we we had absolutely no clue what they were going to do defensively or offensively yeah. with an entirely new staff. We had no film on them. So coming in, and you know, they kind of just took advantage of what they could. You know, of course the team's going to do that, but I feel like our defensive coordinator let them do that a little too much without making the necessary adjustments. That's true. So I'm kind of worried there. I'm worried about the trenches. Uh, you know, our D-line did get pressure at times, but... There, it came a point in the second half where it looked like they got tired, right. and their runs instead of going for two, three yards a pop, started going five to six yards a pop. Right. So that worries me, and the fact that our offensive line gave up that safety in such a, you know, such right. a, you know, horrendous, you know, fashion, that kind of worries me too. But you know, I don't think it's time to sound the alarms. Mm-hmm. I think that we're still on track to have a pretty good season and have a shot at Utah next week. I agree, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> like you were saying with the defensive line, I think they did get tired because, like, I yeah, remember the absolutely. Arizona's first drive, we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're like, they're running Ole Miss pace, which yeah. we'll get into later. <laughs> <laughs> they got Miss. the hard eyes emoji the right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think our defense wasn't prepared for that kind of speed, and so that could have played into our bad tackling, weak defensive pressure, like you said, giving up longer runs in the second half. Yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about 
because we've talked about the sort of like bend not break approach right. in the defense in this game. They usually drop back a lot of people and you know drop eight as we were used to them doing last couple of seasons. They did have a lot of big sacks on third downs and whatnot. That's Absolutely. true. They did. But and I'm gonna what's the word? I'm gonna recall a football oh. experience. Uh-oh. That relates to this bend not break attitude from BYU. Okay. Okay. That's here. And I think we were all there. Okay. Uh-huh. It was two seasons ago. 2019. Against Utah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. With the rain delay. Do you remember that? <laughs> yep, oh, yeah. There was the rain delay. We sat in the pouring rain for like an hour and a half just to see BYU never touch a ball. Yeah. <laughs> we, it, I think it, we were like within one score or something. We had to get the ball back and score. We, we could have won. Well, because there was like nine minutes maybe. left. There was yeah, nine minutes yeah. left. I think we were down by maybe We were down to two, two scores. Two scores, okay. But there was enough time that we could have stopped them, got the ball yeah. back, you know, and made it yeah. a game. Made, made a game out of it. So why I bring this up is I was against Utah, who we happen to be playing next week, mm-hmm. and it was our defense, and maybe there's a little too much bend-not-break there, too, because mm-hmm. for nine yeah. minutes, they were just straight running the ball for, like, three, four, five yards of carry, running down the clock, mm-hmm. and we never got the ball back, and they just controlled us at the, the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Their line got a great push, and they really controlled the rest of the game after that. So with the bend-not-break attitude from the defense, I worry about a team like Utah coming in and just you know, taking advantage of that and really controlling yeah. the whole game start to finish. Yeah. Limiting possessions. Yeah, yeah milking That's the clock in some yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it can be good, but it can also be used against us, I feel like. Yeah. I agree. And honestly, like we people can say that the bend not break like worked in a sense against Arizona, but if we're being honest, they missed two reasonable field goals. Yeah, the only mm-hmm. reason it worked was those two missed field exactly. goals. Exactly. Right? Arizona makes those. It's a completely different completely game. The momentum game. is completely different. Mm-hmm. What you're playing for is completely different. You're not playing down eight, you're playing down two. Right. Which is you know, at that point <laughs> you're not trying to score a touchdown, you're trying to get in field goal range. Right. It changes the game completely. Completely. And I'm going to be honest, I was like, you know, watching some of the other plays. You know, I rewatched that onside's kick. Mm. And they had a chance to get it. Arizona's, like, hand team on that onside's kick, they're dumb. <laughs> they were, yeah. they were all there. bounced right in front of the guy. They like, right under it. his stomach. Right he tried the ball it, but right in between his chest and the ground. And yeah. Granted, they were offside, so it wouldn't have counted anyway if they yeah. were covered it. Yeah. But it's still it scary, there. right? Yeah. Like, they should have had that. Yeah. yeah. I did like how Samson, as soon as he gets it, <laughs> walking down the field. Celebrating while Coach Itake is running out, grabbing him by the collar and saying, Get off the field! <laughs> you love to see that. There's a penalty marker down. Don't get another one. Oh, goodness. Classic. I am excited to see more of the Nakua's. Yeah, Hopefully. yeah me too. Yeah, they got held out last week. You know, Sitake was saying that he just wanted to give him one more week to prepare for the, for the Utah game. Right. Which was, you know, some people were questioning that, but, you know, we won. That's all that matters. It's a W. And yep. hopefully Samson and Puka will be ready to go. And I think they're going to be game changers. I think yep. we're going to unleash their potential because in the Arizona game, we were playing, like, double tights or mm. a tight end in Mason Wake, like, yeah. almost the entire game. And I that, that really isn't part of our identity, per se. Like, I feel yeah. like 
you know, we'd use it tight ends, but we'd still have three wideouts, you know, and yeah, a split we, back. we've always been an air it out kind of team. Right, right. And so I think once we get them more involved, use slot receivers, have more people out in the pattern, I think that's going to be really helpful for us. I agree. I mean, so we've talked a lot about what went wrong. How about we talk a little <laughs> bit about what went well, you know? Yeah. BYU fans tend to be pessimists after every <laughs> single game, while at the same yeah. time saying that they're going to win the national championship, bring back 1984, <laughs> you know? But um, so let's, let's talk about a little bit what went well. Turnover margin. That we, we won. won the turnover battle. Yeah. Yep. Cut out on a horrific throw. I was just about to say that might have been <laughs> one of terrible. the worst, most forced throws I've ever yeah. seen by a quarterback in my entire lifetime. Oh man! Yeah, it looked like he was playing like five hundred or something <laughs> out there, just lobbing yeah. it up to the whoever could catch it. Yep, which was us. Three flags up. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and another thing that has to kind of go along with that, we got pretty lucky all night long. Which, uh, you know, sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good, right? Mm-hmm. Are the are the football gods turning in our favor a little bit? <laughs> Prayer mode, <laughs> or are they just against Arizona? Oh, they could oh, be. No, I no, think Arizona. No, that's true. Honestly, Arizona's a pretty talented team. They have playmakers on the outside. Their mm-hmm. defense was a lot better than we gave them credit for. True. And that offense with that tempo, you know, they might be able to win. You know, more than three or four games this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be the bottom feeder that they were. Last couple seasons, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm I'm pretty sure. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Jared. But one of the coaches of U of A, I think it's the defensive coordinator, came from Michigan. Yes, Doctor Blitz. Exactly. Okay. So maybe yeah, the football gods were definitely against Arizona because they hate <laughs> Michigan, oh, and yes. now they'll hate Arizona's defense for the entirety <laughs> okay. of all time. Oh man. So what else went well? Um, I mentioned the sacks on third down earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that because that was definitely <laughs> good. <laughs> that was so exciting. Those were honestly. some huge plays. Oh. And it just shows that if we are willing to you know, bring the pass rushers, whether it's an extra linebacker or whoever, we can get sacks. And right. that will be big for us because we haven't been doing that enough recently. Mm-hmm. I know all three of us have been kind of frustrated with that mm-hmm. in seasons past. Extremely. Yep. But we've shown that we can do it and we can have big plays and we're willing to kind of take the risk to bring an extra rusher on third down or whatever. And we've shown that we have the players that can make the plays to make that worth it. And we might get burned every you know few times we do that, but... I mean, we'll get burned no matter what we do every <laughs> right. every now and then. So, yeah, I love I love to see Coach Tuiaki dialing those up on the big third downs. Mm-hmm. And I I do think we'll see more of that because our everybody's been raving about how deep our defensive backs are mm-hmm. and yep. how they're some of the most talented we've had in years. Yep. And yep. so I think Tuiaki, I. Talking to you here, bud. <laughs> Have some trust Tuyaki, in your we know DBs. You listen to the show. <laughs> you got, got the guy. One of our thirty-five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to all thirty-five of our listeners, by the way. Both yep. the thirty threshold. Shout out <laughs> every single one of you. Anyway. Have some trust in your de- your defensive backs. Our when we played man defense, we won 
like a large majority of those plays yep. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Interception. Yeah, an interception came yeah. off of that. Okay. And so if we're, you know, being risky enough to maybe just drop one safety, play, you know, a man under, and then bring a linebacker, bring a corner, it's, you know, we have guys good enough to eat up double teams and one-on-ones that maybe won't get pressure if we brought bring four. You know, they did a couple times on Saturday, but... Yeah. But I think two of the sacks came from bringing four plus a linebacker. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. and shout out the Peely. Dude, oh, 17 yeah. tackles. That's insane. 17 <laughs> tackles is a heck of a game. Peely. Like, for those of you, I don't, if you don't watch football, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, for, for the people that don't watch football, 17 tackles, that's extremely that impressive. That is extremely that's like high. some of the highest I've seen. That's defensive game. dominance. Like, yeah. he, shout out the Peely. He... Uh, apparently he really had the University of Arizona's offense kind of in his mind he was able to read the holes and make, come up with some good plays including a sack mm-hmm. including a sack so it was such an absolute stud, stud. Tim Bugrad Tim Bugrad yeah <laughs> two Tim Bugrads on this podcast yeah. <laughs> yes yes not me but <laughs> <laughs> and then Jaron Hall I think we were kind of talking about yeah it took him a while to get started you know like uh, Justin said he started one of five or two of seven, and he had five incompletions in like the first quarter. But yeah, then he yeah. threw five incompletions the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So he really did, you know, he settled in. And I think there he has a lot more potential that we could unleash. I think so too. And last week, what did I say from Jaron Hall? What did I want him to see? I wanted to see him make plays with his feet, mm-hmm. and I which wanted he did. to see him slide and not get hurt. Yeah, which <laughs> and he, also he was did. making a very conscious effort. To not get hit. Yeah. He was smart. He was smart about how he was how about how he was running, about how he was playing. When he was taking hits, he was taking them well. He got bounced back up every time. Right. So I'm really impressed by you know that aspect of Jaron Hall's game. And I think as the season goes on, we'll only see Jaron get better and better. Yeah. And one thing that I know I coming into the Arizona game, it was like a COC must have uh, coming into the game. Jaron Hall had to take care of the ball. Yep. And there wasn't one throw during that game where I was like <sighs> Like, all of his throws were calculated, they were safe, they were calculated risks. I never once felt like he was forcing the ball or being willy-nilly with it. Yeah, the only one I can remember is maybe that, that little, like, three- or four-yard out route where he got, was it one of our tight ends got blasted? Oh. <laughs> I think it was one of our tight he, ends, uh, right? Yeah, he laid a... Uh, who was it? I think it was Isaac Rex. He I just think, like yeah, I think it was, it was Isaac Rex. Yeah. the safety oh, yeah, king. Yeah. I remember that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that wasn't exactly like interception risk, but you know, that that's the only throw that I can remember looking at looking at and being like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't Isaac Rex still catch it though? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay. Yeah. Got lit up. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, and this is not particular to this game. I just remembered it about Jared Hall. He's the first. African American starting quarterback at BYU. Yes, he is. True. I love. I love thinking about that. I love stories like that. And you know, big shout out for Jared Hall for being a trailblazer. And yeah, you know, it just shows that you know he's a good guy, got a good character. And I, I don't really know if he particularly experienced any like you know negative, right? Like things that hindered him because he's African American, but. He's the first one to do it in this long storied program, which deserves a lot of recognition. And right. yeah. I'll I'll never forget that about him. I love that. Yeah, I love that story. There you go. Shout out Jaron Hall. We love him. Jaron Hall podcast. Jaron Hall podcast. Definitely yes. pro Jaron Hall. Yes. On this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there so. anything else about BYU game? Uh, uh, injury update. 
Keenan yeah. Ellis. Yeah. CT scans came back negative. He's moving around, walking. They entered him into concussion protocol, which makes me think that it wasn't necessarily a head or neck injury, but maybe he was just out cold, and then they were just taking a lot of precautions. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. speculation. Yeah. He was moving. Apparently, he said that he had feeling in all his extremities. Mm-hmm. I think they came out and said that he's walking around now. You know, yeah. He's... You know, a couple hours after he got to the hospital, he was up and walking around. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was just kind of a freak thing. It happens sometimes in a contact sport. You know, looking back on the hit, it was a clean hit. His head was up. He didn't really launch himself. It wasn't super forceful. Sometimes mm-hmm. random stuff just happens. The human right. body is yeah. kind of wacky. <laughs> kind of wacky sometimes. It's wacky. <laughs> so we're, we're happy he's okay. And as for Gunnar Romney, you know, he got rolled up on. We saw that, you know, his, his knee kind of took a weird bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that he's not out for the season. He is, he is, in fact, uh, I don't think it's probable for this Saturday. He's doubtful. I think it's a doubtful. Doubtful for this doubtful Saturday. For Saturday. I'm sure Gunnar will want to play. I think there's a lot riding on this Utah game because we don't play them for the next couple of years. Right. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening there, but we're just happy to, to hear that he doesn't have like a torn ACL or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think our wide receiver core is deep enough that it won't be a crippling loss. I think we'll miss him, but I don't think it would be as big as if he'd gone down maybe two years ago or so. Absolutely, I agree. <clears throat> I think that's it for uh, for the BYU game, right? Yeah, and I mean, mean can I be honest? Let's be honest. That absolute heart attack, cardiac arrest feeling every time that something <laughs> bad happened on the field. Holy cow, I missed that. Like, I missed screaming. I missed, like... My vocal cords were in physical pain. Like, it was bad. It wasn't just scratchy. Yeah. Like it hurt. Until my wife gave me some water, like I could not even breathe. Like it, it was bad. And I have missed that so much. And I can't wait to destroy my vocal cords again. Honestly, for the for the remainder of this podcast, if we have had a home game the previous week, my voice is gonna sound like this. Know that right now. Prepare your ears. Oh yes. <laughs> It really did. It felt so good to be back. Just mm-hmm. and the Royal Unis, those yeah, Royal, that was pretty. The Royal Domes, they were very nice. And BYU outnumbered Arizona like eighty twenty in that stadium. It was, it was an Arizona home game technically. <laughs> technically, but yikes! You know, BYU fans always show out. Oh, Every yeah. game's a home game. Yep, and that was a. That was just a great game. We're very glad we got out with a win, especially after this week one of college football. There were definitely upsets galore. (laughs) Galore. Shout out to Dan, Duke guy. Uh, He's kind of on the receiving end of one of those uh, upsets. Does does the name... um, Basketball school. Does the name Charlotte uh, bring up any... Feelings for you? Uh, brings up some. I don't know. I feel like I had a nightmare about them <laughs> a few days ago. I can't remember exactly what happened. Something about them winning a football game? I don't know. Duke hasn't had a basketball season recently, so <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be. <laughs> yeah, you know? Who knows? Um, there were uh, 18 straight up upsets. 18? Out of 83 okay. games. 18, so that's almost like 25%. Yeah, that's a lot. That's Eight, 18 out of 83, what, what, what is that? Quick math. Fractions. That's 22%. Ooh. Almost okay. a quarter of the game. <laughs> and one fourth. Like, in football, upsets don't happen super frequently. Mm-hmm. It's not like basketball where any game's a toss up. Football, the better team, nine times almost always win. wins. 
So the fact that 22% were upsets, A, says the preseason ranking people know absolutely nothing and have <laughs> in a bag or something. I don't know. Oh, yes. And B says that this is going to be a fun year of college football. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. We'd like to shout out a couple of our good friends. Uh, UC Davis, 22-point yeah. underdogs to Tulsa, ended up winning. UC Davis, baby, the Aggies. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> NIU, 19-point dogs to Georgia Tech. They won. Oh, yeah. We're not going to mention the next one. Oh, wait, I, I think we should, Jared. I think it, it's something, you know. Hey, Dad, can you remind me, who, who did Jared pick to win the Pac-12? Ah, uh, let's see. I think it starts with somewhere up in the, the what Pacific what? Northwest. That's, let's just move on. Washington uh, State. Was, uh, oh, Washington. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I think you have a few choice words for Washington. They did not yes. look good at all. So, just everyone who hasn't caught up, I chose Washington to win the Pac-12 North, to win the Pac-12, and even make the playoff. Oof. And after. A blistering <laughs> loss to FCS foe Montana, thirteen Montana. to seven. <laughs> oh, I have an so open bad. letter. An open would, letter that I would like to read Washington here on air. <laughs> Let's sit back and listen, <laughs> Washington. I hope you're listening. Get your popcorn, dear Washington. Screw you, you fat dumb poo poo pants. Oh my! Oh, oh wow! Language. I trusted you. We're gonna have to put the explicit tag yeah. on. <laughs> I believed in you. And what did you do? You took a Montana-sized Rambo knife and shoved it all the way through my back to my sternum, piercing many of my vital organs. Oh. You suck. (laughs) I hate you. I hope you lose to Utah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Strong words from Jared over there. I don't think I've ever heard Jared be so angry and so... Vengeful. Goodness gracious. Very vengeful to that Washington. I saw a loss on Utah. I yes, I fall How in the category you? of cheering for BYU and whoever is playing Utah. Mm-hmm. But not in the Washington game. I will not even. Nope. I'm not even going to go there. He's had it with Washington. <laughs> Another upset that happened this week, which is an upset that I'm very happy about. An upset that I called and everyone called me dumb for. <laughs> How about UCLA and that sissy blue? Oh, <laughs> shoot. If you don't know, Coach Ed Ogeron, head coach of the LSU Tigers, was walking through that stadium when a <laughs> UCLA fan heckled him. And he said, get your A down here in that sissy blue. <laughs> and what did that sissy blue do? It went out and beat LSU. Beat the Absolutely crap humiliated them. <laughs> UCLA won that game, won it convincingly, and LSU just did not look like they could hang. UCLA, they're ranked now. They're ranked first time since the Josh Rosen era, if I'm not if I'm yeah. not wrong, that they're ranked. They are one of the best teams in the nation. And I'll tell you what, they are winning the Pac-12. You know, after that performance, I believe it. Because there's nobody in the North that's going to mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Oregon, kind of shaky game against Fresno State. Yeah. They almost got upset. You almost called almost. it on Jared. Almost. That, hey, that was a good game. It was a good game, though, Fresno right? Fresno State was looking good. Right it's now, it's going to be UCLA, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Okay. UCLA, Oregon. Oregon's yep. going to... got a tough game this week. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> against the Ohio State University. Oh, yes. So... Last time they were good was the Josh Rosen era. That's right. Just like 2015, 16. Arguably good. Yeah. And now we have the Chip Kelly visor era. The Chip Kelly visor. Yes. yes. He's got he's, his visor. He's got his guys. And he's going to see what, he, what kind of noise he can make with his team. 
So Good start yeah. against LSU. If uh, let me just uh, get something straight here, just okay. so that people can understand the context of how bad this beating was. All right. LSU. I think we can all agree LSU has better recruits, right? Yeah. Like across absolutely. the board, yeah. they. They have better recruits. More talented team. Right. Definitely. Final score is 38 to 27. Okay. Which, you know. Isn't a blowout. But isn't a blowout, but listen to this. So, UCLA threw the ball 16 times, completed nine of them for 260 yards. Wait, nine completions for nine 200 completions yards? Nine completions for 260 yards. You're kidding. Wait, Three touchdowns. Two, what's the average there? That's more than Six, 20 yards. 16.3 is what this says. Oh, wait, what? Is my math that bad? I think they take into account sacks. Is that per oh, attempt or something? Sacks. Per attempt. Sacks. Oh, yeah, it's per attempt. It's oh, per, per attempt, attempt, right, yeah. But, that's but per completion. Really per completion, that's okay. That's a lot. Like, yeah. You said 216 yards, right? 260. 260. Oh, that's 29 yards every per completion. completion. <laughs> per completion? That's insane. That's insane. Three touchdowns, only one pick. Okay. LSU threw the ball 46 times okay. for 330 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. So it took them like four times as much throwing the ball to get as many yards and touchdowns. Wait, they threw it 46 46 times? times. 46 times. And you see like it's 16 times. That, oh, my gosh. Rushing, oh, my goodness. Uh, UCLA had... 210 rushing yards, okay. which in today's game, 210 rushing yards is a lot. That's of good. Yards. That's, That's a good game. Really, LSU, really good. grand total 49 rushing yards. <laughs> that's that's bad. That's and, real bad. Yeah. yeah. And then we UCLA had two sacks and a pick. So. Ew. Yeah. I'm just glad that UCLA pulled it out. Wow. UCLA won. They're ranked now. I can't remember what they're ranked. I think they're ranked number 16. If I'm guessing, they are. They are ranked number 16 in the nation, not ranked to number 16. They UCLA, guys, I told you guys, <laughs> Yeah. everybody keep your eye on UCLA going forward. They really are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yep. They, they look really good. Um, a, a team who most people thought would be a good team, but they made him look very bad. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to be very dangerous in the Pac-12 South, which is good to have. A dangerous team in the Pac-12 South <laughs> yes. that is not in our state. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to be a UCLA fan this year. Yeah. There we go. That Sissy Blue is looking pretty Sissy good Blue. right now. Right. Sissy Blue. <laughs> we'll be cheering for them. Um, so how about some other some other notable games? Ohio State, Minnesota? Ooh, that, that was a lot some closer than we thought it was going to be, huh? Yeah. Ohio Minnesota State, played a good game. Yeah. Ohio State has some things to figure out on mm-hmm. defense. That's true. So the yeah. final score... Says that the game was a blowout. It does say that I don't not a blowout, but a fourteen point fourteen win. points. Yeah. But I mean that was off of what like a big man tutty on a strip six. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, the the big man picked up picked up that ball and he was he, he was, was running like the wind, it. man. He was booking it. In Dude. the words of Stanford Steve, get on your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Those defensive linemen, man, they might be three hundred pounds, but as soon as the ball touches their hands, their eyes light up. They turn into running backs, man. Oh, they yeah. go and they will not be stopped. So the game was a lot closer. Uh, I I do think Minnesota is a force to be reckoned with this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ohio State, you know, with their quarterback, first game played. He had was some very shaky in the very I think Ohio State yeah, first be half. better than what they showed. Yeah. So the halftime score to that was Minnesota 14, Ohio State 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, 
Did he have like two picks in the first half or? Uh, I think it actually one. It was two or one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one hundred percent. He positive. did not look great in the first half, but then Minnesota, their star running back, had that injury, which is very and unfortunate. Ohio State running. blew the game open with all of their weapons on offense, and yeah, I think. It was a close game, which says more about Minnesota than Ohio State, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio State pulled it out, which, I mean, shows that they are going to be a really good team. Right. I think it shows a lot of trust that Ryan Day has in his quarterback, that even when he was playing shaky, mm-hmm. they came out in the second half with the exact same game plan. They didn't, you yeah. know, they're not like, we're going to play conservative now and just run the ball. No, they came out slinging, and, you know, he yep. basically threw C.J. Stroud out of his slump. Yeah. Which I thought was really yeah, cool. That was good. Absolutely. Good game there. Mm-hmm. Um, another notable game from Friday. From Friday. Ooh. North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. North Carolina exposed. <laughs> They're bad. Sam Howell, yeah. number one QB in this draft class. Oh, he looked like a JUCO quarterback. It was bad. <laughs> like He did not look good. The team did not look good. Virginia Tech, for whatever reason, has North Carolina's number. I think Virginia Tech's mm-hmm. won nine out of the past ten years or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, man, that was bad. North Carolina doesn't deserve to be ranked. A tough, tough week for the ACC. Ooh, brutal. That's true. That's true. Yeah, which leads us into another bad game for the ACC: Miami, Alabama. Oh, oh shoot! <laughs> Somebody call child protective services, man. Miami was Alabama's child, oh, and goodness. Alabama kicked them right out the door. That was a brutal game. When yeah. me and Justin went to B Dubs before the BYU game, and there were like ten screens on the <laughs> Alabama game, oh. and we got there. What was it like twenty minutes after kickoff, and it's already fourteen to zero, and we're yeah. like, mm-hmm. "This is it was already bad." Yeah, yeah. So was Alabama good or something? Or? <laughs> Alabama looks unstoppable. <laughs> I'm gonna say Alabama. They are winning the Natty by fifty this year. <laughs> oh shoot. They, they showed no sense of slowing down from last year. No. Yeah. They just absolutely were loaded and were, they're ready to go. Which is impossible. Like, it's hard to even wrap my head around because Alabama last year, you know, round one quarterback, two round one receivers, you know, round one running back. Like, yeah. And then a plethora of defensive starters and O-linemen, right? Like, how do they keep doing this? What does Nick Saban do? Like... Pay, pay recruits. Oh. Oh. What? what? <clears throat> I didn't say that. We didn't say anything. Even though everyone knows it. <laughs> Alabama is a wagon. They sure. are a wagon. They, they're they the team to beat this year, I think. Uh, a few other teams had pretty good showings, but they looked the strongest by far. Definitely. Um, winning the Natty by 50. Quite a take. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think they're capable of it. I stand <laughs> by it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they play BYU, then BYU wins by 50. Okay. That's a little more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a uh, let's see here. He has a let's see here. <laughs> let's see here. I mean, let's see. Stadium? So I recall that Danny and Justin had a little oh. ACC bet. Yes. Having to do with oh, Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. Now, who is feeling more confident I don't remember. entering into the season now? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> just like my phone, my hopes have dropped. 
Uh, so, yeah. To recap, it was kind of a Miami versus UNC, like who would be better thing. Mm-hmm. I had Miami, is that right? Yeah, you had Miami, UNC. I had UNC. And the bet was, if UNC was better, I had to walk a whole day with Cheez-Its in between all of my toes. Yep. And if Miami was better, Justin has to eat 48 Cheez-Its in 20 seconds with no water. No water. You. No water. <laughs> no fluids of any kind. They both looked very bad <laughs> in week one. Yeah. This, this is an entire so, season. This is, this is not yeah. just week one. This, yeah. We'll see how they, if they get better or not, but they both look bad. I think Dan is sitting pretty. Uh, I mean, Miami got blown up by Alabama. What else more can you expect? At least Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> UNC lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah. And uh, they did not look good while they did it. So I think I'm sitting in some hot water right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, I should probably start prepping for when that video comes yeah. out of me shoving Cheez-Its down my throat. <laughs> start practicing. <laughs> okay. Um, let's just hop to it. Everybody was hyping this game like it was going to be the game of the century and that it was going to be... Game of the year. Game of the year. You know, all the hype. Georgia Clemson. Georgia Clemson. (sighs) Yeah, it looked like a soccer game out there. (laughs) (laughs) So low scoring. Seven to three. What is that, a baseball score or is that a... (laughs) It was, yeah, it was bad. So, yeah, what was the final score? Ten to three. Ten to three. Ten to three was the final Georgia. score. And the the only touchdown scored in that game was a pick six. Was a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so bad. It was. No one should have to watch a game like that. I mean, it's very sad. Except for David Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> the JT Daniels hype. Oh, it's it's dropped. It's out overhyped. The DJ yeah. hype. The DJ Ooh. Yeah. Uh, heads up, we can't pronounce the Clemson quarterback's name, so we're just gonna call him Ungalunga. Uh, <laughs> DJ Ungalunga. Yeah, he, man, he was bad. He did not look good. And to be fair, his offensive line was yeah, got eaten alive. What's the deal with that? Worse than Kansas eaten alive. Offensive like Georgia's line is good, I guess. I think but. I think we do have to shout out. Georgia's defensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. seven. You don't just walk into seven sacks, right? Nope. Yeah, no, that's like you actively do. Yeah, they did look like strong unit there. But still, Clemson had two rushing yards. The whole game, rushing the wait, entire wait, wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. Two, two rushing, rushing yards. That's not a typo. <laughs> no. Oh my Gosh. goodness! It does factor in sacks. Yeah, which is tackles seven. for loss and stuff. But so net rushing yards. Are, of plus two. Plus two. Mm-hmm. You that is oh. that is also some of the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> Talk like, about just getting dominated, that's man. Terrible. They got fadoodled. They yeah. got fadoodled. They I'm walked sorry. out of that game with three points. Yeah. And what was their preseason ranking game? <laughs> number number trace. three. Number three number in the country. Three. <laughs> they matched it. <laughs> and somehow they're still in the top ten. And now they're six after a performance like that. Yeah. yeah. Man, talk about some bias. I'm interested to see. It's always fun when the first, like, playoff ranking comes out. Mm. And you see, like, how the AP poll is always way off <laughs> with some of the teams. Yeah. Yep. I'm interested to see how some of these teams, like Clemson, or teams that were ranked really high in the AP preseason poll and kind of carry that high-ranking weight throughout the first few weeks. And then... Once the playoff ranking, which doesn't really consider 
the preseason stuff or any of that hype at all mm-hmm. drops. Wonder where they'll be. Hey, shout out to Dan though. He predicted Clemson not making the playoff. Yeah, true. Yeah, he said that, and they <laughs> already have one loss. Bad I, loss. I had a feeling in my bones. Um, in the bone. Can't explain in it. The bone. It was not logical, which is probably why it was right. It yeah. is. <laughs> it is proven that logic <laughs> means wrong. Yes, we do not condone logic on but, this podcast, nor the use of it. Yeah, I thought that their playoff streak would come to an end this year. And so far, so good. A lot of football to play, but so it's very far, possible. So you know how we were talking about only two yards? Two yards yeah. in the entire game? I have another strange stat for you. It came from the G5 game of the week. Ooh. UCF Boise State. Yes. Which was a beautiful It was an game. incredible game. UCF really... Honestly, the only reason UCF won is because Hank Bachmeyer decided to throw a ball to the absolute moon while fl- flying out of bounds. It was absolute. I don't know why he would throw that ball. Yeah. But so I'm I'm gonna read a graphic to you. It came up with uh, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> First quarter yards: Boise State 134, UCF 84. Okay. Boise Normal. State was in control. Second quarter they flip it: Boise State 85, UCF 186. Okay. Pretty good half for UCF. Still pretty, yeah, probably, still pretty even. Though, UCF had to come even back. Even at halftime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Third quarter, UCF, 181 yards. So they're Ooh, staying on track. Good. Boise good. State, total yards, negative eight. Oh. <laughs> in the entire quarter. In the whole Negative quarter. eight yards. Trending in the wrong direction. Dang. Now, at this point, 14 minutes left in the first half. Or sorry, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Boise State had already had one possession. <laughs> UCF was on their first possession. UCF had four yards. That was their first possession. First possession. Boise State, negative 23 yards. <laughs> oh, my. In one possession. Negative one 23 possession. yards, 40 seconds into the fourth quarter. <laughs> Can you imagine? God. How do you get negative 23 yards in 40 seconds? <laughs> you're, you losing, you're losing yeah, two that? yards every second. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Honestly, oh that game was absolutely beautiful to watch. UCF won it. Exciting UCF game. proved that they belong in the Big 12. Yes. Not Boise State. That was Boise State's that chance. Same comeback. And what did UCF. they do? Uh, honestly, they had no business being in that game. Like, they had a 100 yard pick six, yep. you know, yeah, walked true. into some good field position. They started the game, like, up, like, what? It was 21 to 20 or 21 to 0 or something like that. Yeah, like, it was, it was a blow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Gabriel just said, Hello. <laughs> Hello. And Hank Bachmeyer said, Did you miss Goodbye. me? <laughs> Hank Bachmeyer said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, <laughs> screw it. There's a wide receiver down there somewhere. Yeah, there was. But he was wearing black and gold. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Boise State, unfortunately, lost twice that week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Big L. That was bad. Well, Justin, you also lost this week. Yeah. There's a certain upset we were hoping for. It looked close. And uh, and then USC <laughs> just blew San Jose State out of the water. Uh, San, Jose, San Jose State's offense isn't there. Mm-mm. They can't compete against P5 defense. But again, in the Mountain West, I think they can still compete, and I do still think that they are contender in the Mountain West. But, you know, their, their offense looked bad. They only got one touchdown. They never really drove the ball again. And USC, you know, you know, San Jose State's defense played really well. Yeah. But then the fourth quarter rolled around. They, they were threw tired. A pick six. Yeah. It was it was over. 
It was funny. Justin and I were watching that game, and it's like fourth quarter. USC's up twenty-three to seven, and we're like, "It's only a two-score game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two touchdowns, two extra points. Uh, this, was, this is a two-score yeah, game. All t- that's all it takes. <laughs> two touchdowns, two, two two-point conversions. Boom, they're back in the game. But unfortunately, that did not happen. Not even. Yeah. Yeah, not it, it, did, it did not come not relatively close. close. So rest in peace, uh, San Jose State. But I still think they are a contender in the Mountain West. Yes, yeah. and especially with Boise State. Yep. Having a mm. an off year. True. Yeah. Another game that <clears throat> wasn't very close. Number 17, then. Oh. Um, number 17, Indiana. At number 18, Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana never deserved to be ranked. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the preseason rankings are uneducated. But they're really not much to educate yourself on, so they're just not reliable. Indiana was outplayed by Iowa, and they do not look like a top 25 team at all. Iowa, what do we think about Iowa? How good are they? I don't... I was very impressed by their performance, but they did go... Iowa. Iowa. Iowa was very impressed <laughs> with Iowa. Okay. Yikes. Sorry, sorry about that one. Yeah, that was uh, jokes by Dan. Uh, oh, yeah, yep. maybe, yeah, he should start a comedy show. My specialty. That was good. That was really good. I don't really know what to think because they didn't possess the ball for more than 45 minutes. Very disappointing. Yeah, that was uncharacteristic. Um, and... Indiana did throw three picks. Yep, Michael Penix uh, threw three interceptions, zero touchdowns. So, and Iowa lost two. Tur- they lost two fumbles. So, I don't know. It was kind of one of those games where we thought it would be closer, but then everything kind of fell Iowa's way, and yeah. I they just they looked like they were the better team, but they didn't look like exuberantly dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, let's go back to 2019. Okay. Because we all know 2020 was just a weird season, and you can just, like, throw all the data out. Yep. Yeah. 2019, what do you expect from Indiana? Not a whole lot, right? Like, six wins. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a score in 2019 that you would have expected. Yeah, true. So I, I don't Lord, think true. Iowa was any further ahead than they were. You know, they, they still haven't really shown the ability to open up the passing game. 150 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Isn't terrible, isn't great. You know, so I just think Iowa's still in the same place. Indiana is just a little bit overhyped because, you know, last year they had that game against Penn State who, you know, <laughs> even though Penn State was bad the rest of the year, everyone thought Penn State was going to be great. It was a ranked victory for Indiana. They had all that momentum, and they just carried it forward. Right. It, it didn't carry forward this year. And I, I don't think Indiana's good, and Iowa just took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we think... So there were two games that were very similar. Georgia Clemson yeah. <clears throat> and Wisconsin Penn State. Yeah. Now, the Georgia Clemson game, I couldn't have cared less about beforehand. Huh. And I my uncle's a big Penn State fan. He graduated there from law school, so I'm I'm kind of a nitney lion that, you know. Good for but transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Transitive nitney lion. But to be fair, Wisconsin-Penn State was a much more entertaining game. Even though it was 0-0 at halftime or whatever it was, it was still extremely dramatic and entertaining, whereas Georgia-Clemson just was was like, oh, another three and out. Another yeah, three and out. Blocked field goals. Mm-hmm. 
There's a blocked field goal. Yeah, more exciting plays. There's like the low two score. fumbles, a blocked field goal, and a pick. Yeah. Red zone for Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game was a lot of fun. And it opened up in the third quarter. Right. As Penn soon as State one of them put points on the board, it opened up. Boom. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very fun game. Yeah, I thought it was tough. I was glued to that TV <laughs> while I was trying to navigate Las Vegas streets, finding a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wasn't watching while driving? Um, of course not. Nope. Uh-uh. <clears throat> I had uh, not safe. my wife commentating for me. Oh, oh there you go. A little play-by-play. There oh, you go. McKinley. Shout, Shout out McKinley. Shout out McKinley. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys' biggest takeaways then from, from week one? For BYU or for the for college football as a whole? College football and whole thing. Mm, mine are Alabama is a juggernaut wagon from space <laughs> with jet propulsion. <laughs> uh, and Clemson is the opposite of that. <laughs> so they're a... Little tykes. They're a cinder block. Push cart. Oh, it's <laughs> just a straight up cinder block. <laughs> that was a harsh. Like a, a s- splintering cinder block. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Um, I think if we went through and did like a top four or like a playoff, maybe mm-hmm. we should do that. I would have Alabama number one. Okay. I, Let's do top. I think top ten. Top ten. Yeah, for, for each of us. us. Yeah. Okay, Alabama, one. Okay. Maybe maybe Georgia. Okay. I feel like their offense didn't do a whole lot, but their defense suffocated Clemson. Strangled. Who we think might be good, but... (laughs) (laughs) Don't really know. (laughs) Yeah, not a playoff team. Um, Ohio State... Maybe I'm a little biased. I paid a lot more attention to that game than some of the others. I don't even. I know Oklahoma won. I didn't watch their game. I didn't. I don't know how they looked. Uh, defense they, they looked very shaky. Tulane. Yeah. Tulane, yeah, Tulane almost almost beat them. Tulane had the ball with a minute left on Oklahoma's side of the field. Yeah. And their quarterback scrambled for a first down and came up like half One a yard short. short. Yeah. So Tulane probably should have won that game. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma is. <laughs> I guess not that good. Texas A&M. They looked good. They looked good. I, I put mean, them in my top five, probably. They did beat Kent State. Based on one game. Kent State, <laughs> yeah. juggernaut. Let's be honest, Washington couldn't beat Montana. Yeah. Poor <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry. Yeah. God. That's not really a whole top ten, but Alabama. <laughs> I'm going to give Georgia some kudos. They looked good. Okay. Ohio State and Texas A&M. Are probably my top four. Okay. That's three SEC teams. Oh. Which I don't think that will they'll all make the playoff, but week one, that would be my top four. Okay. With a shout out to UCLA as well. Yeah. Heck yeah. They were very strong. <laughs> ready? I got my top ten ready to go. You ready? Alabama and the rest. <laughs> there you go. Alabama's one, two, three, all the way to ten. Yep. Alabama. If I had to put numbers to it, one Alabama, two Georgia, because mm-hmm. they, they looked really, you know, their defense looked great. Their defense looked amazing. Three Ohio State. Yep. Four Texas A&M. Beat Kent State. Number five Oklahoma. Okay. Number six Cincinnati. Ooh. Cincinnati yeah. had a good game. Yep. Number seven Penn State. 
you know, Penn State, right. you know, they played a great game against Washington. Uh, sorry, against Washington, against Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pretty great against Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Florida State game, that Florida State game, you know, was dangerous. Uh, Florida State was, you know, kind of a, a sneaky team, mm-hmm. and even though Notre Dame kind of choked down the line, um, they pulled it out, and that's really all that matters. Who knows if they'll make it through the next week? Might be executed. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Chip Kelly. <laughs> or, sorry, Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, Brian <laughs> Kelly. Number nine, Oregon. The Ducks beat a powerhouse in Fresno State. G5 powerhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> and number 10. You ready for this? Can I get a drum roll, please? The University of California, Los Angeles hey. Bruins. Hey, yo. UCLA. I'm throwing in my top 10. Breaking the Just because I have 10. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like him. I I am going Alabama number one. Of course. Of course. There's, no, there's no way. You would have to be quite strange to not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going Miami at number 129. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was number two. Excuse you, <laughs> sir. No, Washington is 129, yeah. then Miami. Uh, number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, let's be honest, I do not intend to keep them there. Okay. Because okay. Yeah. yeah, same here. They need to prove that their offense has a pulse. Yep. Yep. So big asterisk, a humongous asterisk. We're just doing it because their defense made Clemson look bad, and that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was great to watch. <laughs> Number three, I'm gonna go with Ohio State. Okay, just Hi, because their Relax. second half they played much better. First yeah. half was abysmal. Yeah, mm. second half was better. Second but half they showed what they can do. Yeah, and I think this week when they play Oregon will tell a lot about them, mm-hmm. and I have faith that they'll prove they're a number three team. Number four, Ooh. BYU. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Number four, I'm probably going to go Cincinnati. Cincinnati? I have, wow. Put them in playoff contention. Five, yeah. Five. Yep. I think Cincinnati is a great team. Um, then I'll probably go Penn State. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then... UCLA. Wow. Okay. I don't even know what number I'm on right now. At the sixth slot, UCLA six. 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 UCLA six. I'm going to go with Iowa at seven. Then number nine, I'm probably... I want to say Texas. Texas? Because they, Mm. to be honest, they looked pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Louisiana. didn't talk about that one, but... Are we we just skipping number eight, though? No, wait, was that number eight? No, you said number nine. Oh, fetch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and um, I'm going to go number nine then because okay. eight yes. is Texas. <laughs> okay, eight is Texas. Yeah. Heavily researched, obviously, because logic. Um, Rutgers oh, at oh, number nine. Rutgers. Hey, Let's be honest. They put Rutgers. up 61 points. Hey, good for Buckers. Good for yeah. Buckers. Good for them. So I'm going to throw them in the top ten. And I am also going to throw Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Wow. Texas A&M notably left off the list. Yes. Snubbed. I don't like Jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, his team is not top 10. (laughs) Yep. I think Ole Miss proved that they can play defense last night, um, Monday night, and I love their jerseys. So, top 10. And let's be honest. Ole Miss plays the most exciting brand of college football in college football. Yeah, I, I texted you guys what like <laughs> with like three minutes less in the first quarter. 
Matt Corral already had like 150 passing yards. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> like, what an incredible brand of football they play. And it's so fast. Their first drive when they scored a touchdown, they ran a play every 16 seconds. Oh, oh! Every six, sixteen. That's, that's seconds. fast. I snapped the ball every sixteen seconds. Yeah, that's really fast. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. And Matt Corral ended up twenty-two of thirty-two with three eighty-one and one touchdown. So. Ooh. Okay. Three eighty-one. Yeah. Only one touchdown. Love that. Uh. Yes. Wow. But his running backs had lots of touchdowns. They had four total. Interesting. And Matt Corral also had a rushing touchdown. Okay. Now, I'm gonna read you something, Jared. Moving on a little bit from from last week, let's go into this week. Oh boy! This yesterday. Week. Oh boy! Apparently, yesterday, the Big Twelve presidents took part on a call to discuss expansion and potentially issue invitations to Houston. Mm-hmm. We got that wrong. They they actually did invite Houston. No bad blood there. Maybe there yeah. was, but, you know they invited. Makes sense. For BYU, of course. Love it. Obvious. UCF. And Cincinnati. That's kind of big. That is big. Yeah. Now, let me read this. Brett McMurphy from Stadium okay. says okay. that all four could join before OU and Texas leave for the SEC. <sighs> How are you feeling about that? I would love that. <laughs> Especially because Texas is the main reason oh, yeah. you didn't get in. Yeah, you know Texas and Iowa State were the two that were keeping us out in 2016. So I'd Girl, love Oklahoma to go. also voted no. Yeah, I would love mm-hmm. to lambast Texas. Yep. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, and this is from uh, this is four days ago now that this was posted, but apparently uh, Matt Musel from from he's a Big Twelve insider said college football yes. sources are telling me. No, no, it's just insider. Insider, right, yeah. (laughs) College football sources are telling me that the proposed move by the Big 12 to bring BYU-Houston, Central Florida, and Cincinnati into the league is basically a, quote, done deal. Ooh. Formal invitations are expected to go out within the next seven to ten days. Granted, that was four days ago. So now in the next three to six days, we should expect to see an invitation for BYU to join the Big 12 bringing the conference up to 14 teams until Ohio and Texas uh, until <laughs> <Ohio>. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the O until Oklahoma Oklahoma. and Texas leave bringing them down to 12 which is still two more than they currently have yeah how about that that is huge news for BYU fans <laughs> yeah it's finally happening we have about seven days to you know get those invitations but um, I, I hope we'll be able to join next season because we are independent. We don't have mm-hmm. as many like things holding us back as teams in other conferences. And that would be really fun to start going into next season as a member of the Big 12 with that conference schedule. Oof. <laughs> that would be awesome. What about basketball, too? Oh, oh my gosh. Strong basketball <laughs> conference. According to Ken Palm, with the addition of BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincy, and the loss of OU in Texas, the Big 12 would become the number one ranked basketball conference. Okay. <laughs> that would be fun to That'd see. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? BYU and the number one ranked basketball <laughs> There'd be conference. so many fun games in the Marriott Center. Oh, every season. my gosh. Like five. Yeah. Baylor. National champs. Baylor. 
Houston Final Four and yeah. kind of a basketball like pseudo rival. We've played them a yeah, few times in the last few years, yeah. and they've got some great Kansas. games. Kansas, the of Kansas, course. Kansas. Shout out Kansas, one and zero. Yes, one and zero. They Ooh, beat an yeah. FCS. Team. You storm that field, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Let's go, Kansas. More power to you. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They're <laughs> <laughs> a football school now. <laughs> yeah, but bringing this, you know, bringing it back to football. Yes. We could be in a Power 5 conference as soon as next year. Now, we do have a lot of games scheduled for next year, but, you know, Jared, you said that you were talking to somebody, and we kind of assumed this anyway, but, you know, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, it seems like BYU does have exit clauses in most of the contracts that it does have currently scheduled. Right, so a source that works with Tom Homo on the, like, contracting games and stuff like that says in many, if not all, of BYU's future scheduled football games, uh, there's a clause that says if we join a conference, then we're just out of this contract. Like, okay. there's no buyout. We don't have to, you know, pay a bunch of money to get out of these games. We're just, we're just out. So okay. I don't know, you know, because a lot of these games have been scheduled years and years ago. So yeah. who knows of, you know, next year's schedule? But I'm sure we can buy out, you know, one or two years worth of games if we needed to. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely do it. Do you want to join next season? Or do you want to honor maybe a year or two of the schedule? Do you want to just wait till 2025? I think, me personally, it depends on whether the recently announced BYU-Notre Dame game in Las Vegas next year Ooh. would be nixed if we were to join the Big 12 next year. Because if we can have that right. as an out-of-conference game, then go for it. I would love it. But... I really want to play Notre Dame, especially because they're schnibberish and have been <laughs> evading us for 15 yes, they years. They're scared. <laughs> Weenies. Scared. Weenies. Dan, how are you feeling about it? Um, I'm looking at next year's schedule. Okay. It's a Some decent games point. I would want to keep. We have... We have one against Baylor, which... Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we fun. join their conference, then easily yeah, rescheduled. We don't have yeah. to worry about that one. We have one at Oregon Ooh. and Eugene. At I I would want to keep that game. That'd be I don't fun know if we ever to. played there in in you know recent memory. No, no I can't. I, I can't I remember playing BYU Oregon, ever playing so, Oregon. Yeah, so that'd be really fun. But besides that, it's not not too exciting. Not like this year. Okay. We got USF, Wyoming, Utah State, Arkansas, Liberty, Boise State, Dixie State, um, at Stanford, and then an uh, unscheduled like a date TBA game against East Carolina. <laughs> so okay, that's not <laughs> like the most exciting schedule. So if we could join the big the Big Twelve next season, I would take that for sure. Yeah, great. Okay. I stand corrected. BYU and Oregon have played six times all time. Okay. I remember one time in the 2006 Las Vegas Bowl. Yes. So 2006, BYU won. That's the only time I remember playing. They they beat Oregon. Uh, All time is three and three. Even split. Okay. Okay. Okay, so moving on from that, though, uh, if if it's me, I want to join as soon as we can. And here's the reason why. We can join. We know that teams that join Power 5 conferences or that switch Power 5 conferences always go through an adjustment period. Mm. That's true. They are not immediately dominant. Yeah. They true. stay around the middle of the pack or they might even have a couple years where they're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. <coughs> until, <Utah>. they can, <coughs> until they can get enough recruits in and until they can really excel. So with OU and Texas leaving, 
I would want to join next year. Maybe we have a couple rough years, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. by the time that OU and Texas leave, mm-hmm. at that point, if we've recovered, I think we could be one of the top teams in the Big 12. So that's why I say sure. I want to join as soon as possible. Let's get this momentum train going. Let's get the Power 5 recruits in our, in our facilities. And let's go do this thing. I am in total agreement. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. There, I think, like you said, there is an adjustment period, maybe a couple seasons where, mm-hmm. you know, you're not kind of on par with the top teams in the conference when you first join. So, yeah, I would want to get that over with as soon as possible and, yeah. you know, <laughs> have some better seasons in a couple years once, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leave and the Big 12 is kind of set at where it will be okay. for the ensuing future and if we're being honest we don't play utah for next two years so if we're taking those two years years. as our adjustment years we come back (laughs) i mean we'll be coming off a win right because we're winning right right of course course. we'll start our own streak because what i'm saying we'll we'll extend our streak we can Uh include those two years in the streak right 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 exactly you guys haven't beat us for three years right Right? we can definitely hashtag four is coming yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh university of utah oh man what a what a sad football program (laughs) (laughs) favorite number favorite memory Lee Corso picking Utah to go to the playoff in 2019. <laughs> and then in 2019, Pac-12 championship game where they got their socks absolutely blown off by the Oregon Ducks. And then they go to the that was a happy day. The, the Royal Alamo Bowl or whatever, and Texas absolutely just woodsheds oh, them. <laughs> they lost by like 30 or yeah. something. Man, Utah was that that was bad. We that was on Utah. Oh, that made BYU losing in the Hawaii Bowl just bearable. <laughs> <laughs> just because Utah laid these two massive eggs. Oh, it took away the pain. It did. It yeah. really, really did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good memories. Great memories. All right. Well. I think we've just about covered it. Yeah, I think that that covers almost everything. There is one more thing we have to cover. Oh, boy. Um, It does seem that a certain amount of years ago today, Mm. a good friend of ours was brought into this world. (gasps) Who? I'm not sure, uh, but it's somebody on this podcast. (gasps) It's not me. Not me either. Dan, Dan, you know who it is? Dan? It's me. It's Dan. It's my birthday. So happy birthday to our boy Dan. We're recording this on Tuesday, September 7th. Yeah, I think we're going to upload it too. September 7th. You can know my birthday, but I'm not giving you my credit card number or social security (laughs) number. Why not? Uh, It's for privacy. Oh. Oh, yeah. I I thought you just gave those out. That's what I do. Should we, like, alter your voice? Let's talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we uh, serenade Dan for an outro because we still don't have one? <laughs> yeah, sure, but let's let's do the little sign-off first so that we can get the, the happy birthday in the outro. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of Let's Talk. LES, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We're so excited to, you know, to be having fun bringing this content to you. Please, you know, leave those reviews. That five-star review really five helps. Stars. Subscribe, rate, and review. Exactly. Subscribe, Subscribe to that. Download. Make sure that the episodes are on auto-download. It really does help. Share this episode with your friends. Try, yeah. Let's try to get the word out so that we can 
you know, keep, keep this going. And feel free to uh, message us. We have an Instagram True, and a Twitter. So yeah. Yes, we do. We're going to get those up and running. At Les Talk Pod. L-E-S-T-A-L-K-P-O-D. Yeah. Yep, that's our Instagram and Twitter username. We would love to interact with what listeners we have. Exactly. <laughs> and if you see us, I guess you don't know what we look like, but we do go to BYU. We're on campus. Yes, we do. If you are as well, mm-hmm. um, say hi. Or maybe we could get like some stickers or something. <laughs> <laughs> some badges. We're all yeah, about like 6'4, 6'5, 250 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Jacked. Huge 12 packs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really wish. Yeah. Hit up, hit us up on the socials. Yeah. Let's start some fun conversations. And just so you guys know, uh, next episode will come out on Friday or Thursday night. Yeah. And Dan has an internship, right? Something like that? Yeah, just some volunteering. Okay. Yeah, some volunteer work to do. So me and Justin will run through a week two preview on mm-hmm. Thursday with a surprise guest. Got a guest special lineup. guest we have picker. A guest picker okay. lined up. Extremely famous coming up on wow. Friday. Famous yeah. Jameis? <laughs> James was, that's the goal. I hope we can Someday. all retire when we hit yeah, James on the pod. Exactly, we can eat crab legs together, <laughs> and and that's how it's gonna be from from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Dan's gonna join us for the the Tuesday show, and the Friday show we're gonna have a random guest picking. Yeah, yeah, Should and we'll fun. we'll have Dan's picks. Dan will submit his picks. Absolutely, and we'll read them off, and we'll keep track going on the, the season. Yep. And uh, on our sportsbook app, you can bet on <laughs> which one of us is going to win. Bet Cheez-Its. <laughs> no Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its only. Cheez-Its only. Our app that doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, yeah. Without so, further ado. Shall we? Happy birthday to you. Bop, bop, bop. A little slower. Happy birthday <laughs> this is to you. Frijoles. Mm. Happy, Happy birthday, dear Danny. Happy birthday to Duke you. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks, guys.